you have the, it's a feedback loop bias. Let me give you an example. Uh, like this is the best one I can come up with off the top of my head. In when you learn how to play baseball in America, right? When you sign up for baseball as like, they sign you up real young at like five years old. And what do you do? What do you do in the first year playing baseball? What do you do? You play T-ball. So um, the first thing you do when you sign up is you play T-ball because uh, to be able to hit a pitch at age five is extremely rare. And there's a lot of value in learning the game uh, in a simplified way. So you play T-ball, you put the ball on a tee, put a ball on a tee and then you smack the ball. And then once the ball's in play, you do the basic rules of baseball kind of, but um, there's also other elements of the game that they water down. They don't want kids to do like uh, leading off the base, stealing bases, uh, et cetera, et cetera. They also have like a run cap, you know, so innings don't last forever because at age five, you know, kids don't really have the ability to like throw the ball from third to first to get the guy out. Right. But there's a way of learning that uh, introduces people to the fundamentals. Now imagine if that wasn't the case. So imagine if at five years old, you had to pitch the ball from 90 feet away, pitcher's mound, you know, like the same size stadium that the Yankees With use. With a full bat. And then you have to use the full wooden bat. Uh, there is stealing bases. Uh, what would happen? Think about this carefully. What would happen if that's what we asked beginners to do in baseball? You would just steal bases and- you know, What would it. happen though? What would happen is a very small minority of five-year-olds would actually be able to do it. That's what would happen, right? And then everyone else would be deemed a failure, even though there's no real reason they should have failed. They were just, you know, five years old. Uh, and what would happen is we would point to these uh, really rare exceptions to the rule as people who had, let's say, the special talent, that certain something. We would point to them and then those would be the only baseball players to progress and then let me ask you this. Do you think baseball would become a worldwide, you think it would become like this massive thing, like one of the biggest industries in the world, if that's how we started people and, and taught them how to play? There's no way. There would be no, there would be no there there. Now, that's exactly what we're doing in piping. We're setting up in these impossible standards that no one could possibly be expected to reach except for a very few super talented outliers. We're expecting that like extremely, I don't know what the right word is, extremely bad system of development. We're ex expecting that extremely bad system of development to yield positive results for our constituents. Here's another question. Do you have to play in the uh, major leagues to enjoy the game of baseball? Let me give you a fact. No, you don't. We, we practice our grade three band in Albany. We practice our pipes in a parking lot on every Wednesday. And every Wednesday, approximately 60% of our band shows up. And it's really frustrating because the other 40% needs to be there. Then you look over across and there's a softball field across the street that has 110% attendance every single Wednesday. And what are they competing for? bragging rights, you know, who, who, who has to buy the round of beers when they're done uh, and they get 110% attendance. You know why? Because those are normal people that learn how to play the game of the, men and women. It's a, it's a 
men and women's league. It's really kind of interesting. Men and women learn to play baseball and or softball in a sensical way where even if you weren't blessed with God-given talent, you could learn the fundamentals of the game to the point where you could really enjoy it and it could really improve your life. And sure enough, it works really, really well. And even if you're not in the major leagues, you can really, really enjoy the experience and it can bring value to your life. Compare that to what's going on with piping, where if you can't play full tempo with all the embellishments and all three drones going in grade four, you're not going anywhere and you're never going to see anything resembling success. And you, you know, try to argue to me that that's the right thing. Makes no damn sense. How about that for a rant, Carl? That was a good one. I like, just add you know, that it, it's the six, you never see any success and certainly not as the way that they define success. Right. Success the as the way yeah. I define success is this brings real positive value to my life. That's a great definition of success. Hey, everybody. Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo. And I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening.